Hi, my name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. And um, <clears throat> having a conversation uh, about gold and silver and the value of real physical um, money that has intrinsic value. And I'm saying that because, well, the last few weeks have, uh, have <laughs> been dominated by cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin especially. And I'm... Uh, joined at the moment by i just want to say this correctly because we have a we have an international barrier between us is it claudio grass have i said it correctly that's perfect claudio grass oh claudio grass okay well i want to say it, i want to say yeah. it correctly claudio <laughs> oh and, perfect perfect and you're in switzerland i'm in switzerland oh right fantastic all right so you're basically in the heart of uh of the financial um, I, I I don't want to say hub, but but basically everything that is secure financially in the world is in Switzerland. Yeah, I think um, I mean you know the last hundred years. I mean the last it's twentieth century. Of course, it has been you know safe haven. Uh, you know we stayed out twice uh, out of uh, the first world war, the second mm. world war. I mean the first world war was not that harsh, uh, at least you know from a political scale. Mm. Uh, the Germans were not back then. The Germans were not such a big issue, uh, but you know the second world war, of course, uh, with Hitler and so on. I mean that was really tough, and and there we had a wise uh, um, government in a way, uh, which was able to keep us keep us out of of the war, to keep a neutral mm. uh, position. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, Switzerland, uh, we never had, you know, we never had uh, uh, resources, we never had metals in the ground, you know, oil, whatever. Mm. We only had mountains, uh, uh, hard climate. So the only stuff with the Swiss were able to give away was basically freedom. And Heidi. <laughs> and, and, and Heidi, and Heidi and uh, yeah, Peter. <laughs> and, and chocolates. <laughs> And chocolate, no, and of course, yeah, I mean, you know, the Swiss, the Swiss uh, in the past, I mean, we used to be reliable people, a word is a word, <laughs> a handshake is a handshake. Mm. Um, I mean, all these, all these, you know, I mean, all these uh, multinational organizations, you know, the evil, the evil uh, part of the system, the WHO, the United Nations, mm. the Bank of International Settlement, I mean, now Gavi since 2009. I mean, now we we have all those sociopaths, uh, all these multinational uh, uh, organizations, which are basically uh, worthless and highly toxic. Mm. I mean, I think they came to Switzerland because we had more freedom. You know, people were the people, the Swiss people were not involved in politics. We were not interested. We never had a strong government. You know, we never not even had the president. We have seven of those uh, guys. Yeah. So the division of of power has always been a uh, key, and then everything was based on the principles of subsidiarity. You know, basically building up from the ground, not from the top-down approach. It was the opposite. Uh, so I think that's yeah, that's the history uh, a bit of Switzerland. Uh, Claudia, so that's why a lot of you you do talk. realize though that when I visit Switzerland for the first time, I'm going to have to come and um, hang out with you. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we, um, we have we have some nice places. I can't wait because I really do want to see the Alps. I'm 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 saying all yeah. those touristy things. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm planning right now my final trip by plane uh, for uh, uh, April, most likely April May latest, just to see my friends uh, for the final time. Because the final, I, um, you know, I have to, at least for the next few years. I think we are in the transition period. You know, I mean, people are saying that you need to be vaccinated. Yeah, oh, yes, November. yes, and you're not going to be vaccinated. I, I never wear a muzzle. Uh, mm. I don't take the vaccine. I don't Good. know why. I mean, you know, zero point zero five percent. Why should I? Yeah, uh, exactly. I know, like, this whole, this whole. I mean, this whole. It's a Corona circus. I mean, it's a Corona circus, and it's just um, after twelve months, it's pretty hard to see. You know that people are still uh, domesticated humans at the end of the day. You know, they don't uh, think for themselves independently. They don't. They don't even investigate a little bit. You know what's going on because mm. everyone that did a little bit of research realizes that it's all crap you were you were in planet lockdown hey in the the documentary yeah and so so that's a documentary that 
I I'm not certain if it's out yet, but I know that parts of it have been released. Catherine Austin Fitz, who was on my podcast uh, two weeks ago, uh, was also in it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we released all the interviews. Yes. Uh, which which we made for the movie because the interviews are the basement for the movie afterwards. I mean, now we are in this uh, final stage of cutting, mm. you know, and bringing the storyline. Um, but we thought, hey, listen, these interviews all have well, all of these interviews, these conversations have really uh, added value from from our perspective. Mm. Uh, we really got some good uh, people, independent thinkers. You know, some have their expertise in the epidemiology. You know, some doctors. Yeah. We had even politicians from the states. We had the prince, Prince Michael of Liechtenstein. We had a former president of Czech, Václav Klaus. I mean, guys who really um, are kind of of champions of individual liberty. And the aim was really to look at different, you know, from di- different uh, angles on Corona. Mm. You know, what what does it, you know, okay, what does it, uh, what, how does it affect the economy? How does it affect, you know, our free uh, system, mm. uh, a system of uh, free individuals and enlightened society, that kind of stuff. So not only talking about, you know, the fear perspective and the, and the virus itself. But really, you know, to just to give the people some ideas to um, that they understand what's you know the impact of, of of twelve months lockdown and and you know no free speech, no self responsibility, no private property because governments decide what is essential, what's not. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's 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 a it's an absolute catastrophic situation. Uh, I thought you know people will uh, freak out a little bit earlier, but now I mean we are down the road for twelve months. And they are still wearing the muzzle. It's and, ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. Have have delegated their uh, thinking and uh, you know give me food and shelter. Uh, you know it's not about the conscious life. It's really more about the reptilian brain. Yes. Survival. I mean, it's it's just yeah, it's crazy. And before we talk about uh, what you're actually here for, uh, let's just let's just win you some more points with my audience. Uh, you said earlier that uh, you've been to South Africa, and um, in my case, you've been to Cape Town. Yeah, absolutely. I think <laughs> I've, be, I've been to Cape Town about three times. Because, you know, when I was young, I mean, when I was between my 20s and 30s, I was working in the airline industry, so I was traveling uh, heavily. And uh, even as a child, I was uh, able to fly because my father also worked in the airline business, so we mm. were always able to, to travel. And South Africa, of course, has been one of the most beautiful countries I've ever visited, to be mm. honest. Mm-hmm. I always loved it. I mean, it's just amazing. But yeah, you know, things have changed. I'm happy yeah. not to be in South Africa any longer. <laughs> and I even had, you know, I had great guys. I mean, I have good friends down there, even some customers, and uh, they always mm. believed in South Africa. And, you know, one year ago, two years ago, they told me now we are planning the exit. Yep. Not, uh, just, it's yeah. not it's not looking good um but <clears throat> now that you've won yourself uh, um a fan base with my audience anything you say from here <laughs> is going to be is going to be met with applause um claudia you're a you're a, a precious metals consultant what does that even mean um you know when it comes to physical gold uh, and, and physical precious metals, uh, and, and I always, you know, I always, when I move, I mean, to me, of course, gold is money. Everything else is credit. That's what J.P. Morgan already said. So um, I, when I entered the gold business about ten years ago, uh, on a professional level, I mean, mm. I started buying physical gold myself in 2004. Uh, it, it has always been, of course, you know, the biggest threat is government, of course. So when you know, so you have people from all over the world. Uh, you have you know different kind of customers. Everyone wants to have a, a, a tailor-made setup, and um, so basically that's what I do. I mean, you know, I can have it can be family offices, high net worth individuals, retail customers, um, but everyone has specific needs, and I, I work with partners over here in Switzerland and Liechtenstein, where I basically can put a, a tailor-made solution together for you know people who are contacting me. At the same time, I stay independent because mm. these are not my companies; these are my partners. Uh, so I'm free. You know, I'm free to speak. Uh, I don't need, you know, no one needs to be afraid that if I speak too freely, that uh, it might uh, um, it might become a problem for the customer. Mm. Because I'm just, you know, an independent advisor. 
So, um, but I always have the relationship with the customers. I mean, they all, most of them became my friends, of course. And uh, at the end of the day, when you're moving into physical gold, uh, silver, then the most important stuff is that it's really safe, especially during a harsh crisis scenario. Well, I mean, look, I mean, that has been the focus. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, right. So, you you argue that gold and silver are um, are real money, and everything else is and everything else is credit. What do you mean by that? I mean, you know, I mean, that's an expression that J.P. Morgan used. Of course, he he said, you know, gold is money, everything else is credit. I mean, right now, when we are, you know, in our system where you have the central banks. Uh, printing money out of thin air, uh, charging the interest, uh, deciding who is going to receive the money at which rates, uh, you know, how you can use it to bribe politicians, finance war and all that crap. Um, you know, it's, this is all a big illusion. It's a paper illusion because even paper money uh, came into existence because it used to be a property title for a certain amount of gold or silver deposited somewhere. I mean, you know, it used to be a, a warehouse receipt. Mm. That's how paper money came into existence. So it was, yeah, you know, I mean, because when you think about why do we need money or why did money came into existence? Because at the end of the day, you know, we, it's always about goods and services. I mean, we go somewhere, so we want to have, uh, we want to consume certain goods, certain services. So we have to find something to pay, uh, which is liquid, which is highly accepted. You know, and we, we moved away from the barter economy because in the past, you know, when I was a butcher, I mean, uh, and we didn't have money back then. I mean, then the butcher, of course, you know, when he wanted some bread, he had to find the baker and he had to exchange his his meat with, with uh, bread. But if he wanted to buy shoes and the shoemaker thought, you know, I don't want to have meat. I'm, I'm a vegan. <laughs> okay, maybe back then it was not such an issue, but... <laughs> Bill Gates so, would be happy. <laughs> Oh, Bill Gates, you know, I mean, yeah, that guy, don't, don't even, don't even bother, you know, about the eugenics uh, freak, uh, you know, Mr. The Mr. Virus himself. I mean, he is a virus. So, Micro Schrott, we call it Micro Schrott over here. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, so money, money has, you know, money, mm. I mean, gold, gold and silver is money because it has a history since people started, you know, we have division of labor. Right. People started to exchange goods and services. I mean, that's how. I mean, the free market introduced people accepted freely what is money, and gold and silver became it because uh, first of all, it was scarce, so it was you know it, it was uh, it could serve as a, as a store of value. It needed to be you know precious. Uh, so I mean, you know, you can also pay with steel, of course, but you know, uh, a ton of steel is, and 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 one gold coin that's a big difference. So it's easy mm. to transport. And then uh, you know it needed to be divisible, to uh, act as, a, as a, an accounting, uh, you know, uh, a means of, of accounting, so that you can uh, divide it, and uh, easy recognizable, you know, that you cannot fake it. I mean, the problem with diamonds, for example, it's so hard, you know, for people to find out this is a real diamond, this is a wrong diamond. At the same time, we don't know how many diamonds are around. I mean, that also goes back then to South Africa and Sesame mm. Roads and uh, you know, that kind of stuff. So, um, no, I mean, gold, gold and silver became money because market participants all over the world decided that uh, this is the best money you can find. Um, and uh, But yeah. why gold? Sorry, Claudio, why gold? Because, I mean, gold is kind of useless. Or, or have I got it wrong? No, I mean, you know, gold is, I mean, that's why, you know, I mean, gold, all the gold which has been digged out of the ground is still uh, around. No, it's not, it hasn't been consumed. It has no function because gold is money, you know, at the end of the day. Mm. Um, and over time, I mean, you can, you can save, you know, can save in gold over a longer period of times. And, uh, and of course, I mean, we had, we were, were running on the gold standard basically until 1971, in a way, you know, when Nixon closed down the gold window on 15th of August, mm. 1971. Uh, but even, you know, the, the wars, I mean, the whole world was on a, the Western world basically was on a gold standard till 1915, to the First World War. And, uh, and then, of course, when the First World War came, you know, and we had the, the, the central banks in place, so they were financing, you know, of course, all these with, with paper money. Mm. And, uh, and then in 1922, there was a conference in Genoa where it was, has been basically decided that gold, the British pound and the US dollar are equal. And um, so that, uh, you know, the dollar and the, the British pound is as good as gold. 
that's why we had the roaring 20s of course mm. you know people the banks were able to print money out of thin air you know dollars and, and, mm. and pounds and then the next war and in 1944 we had Bretton Woods uh, where basically the Brits have been kicked out because they lost the war and then it was only the dollar uh, and gold mm. and, uh, and that happened then until 1971 I mean uh, but so Okay, but Claudia, I'm I'm still trying to figure out something. How how is it? And I'm I'm, I'm I think I'm going back into the history just a little bit quickly. But how is it that gold and silver, and in particular gold, got its value? I mean, did 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 people just collectively agree that gold should should be a store of value, or does it have its own intrinsic value? I mean, first of all, you know, value is subjective. Mm. You know, for certain people, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, gold is is, is 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 the best. Other people believe that Bitcoin is uh, is the new new gold, for example. Mm. But I mean, at the end of the day, value is subjective. But um, gold and silver be became money because all all the market participants over the last few thousand years thought that you know this is the best money you can find because it's scarce and divisible and you know easy to transport and all that kind of stuff i mean they used rupee i mean rupee is you know coming from the cow in india for example yeah i mean so cows was also a kind of medium of exchange you know to pay something but of course then you can you know you cannot sell a house for cow for cow and the other cow is i mean that's why uh, and the intrinsic value is you know a, a physical ounce of gold has no counterpart to risk because you own it, you hold it, mm. an ounce of gold, it always remains an ounce of gold. So it's not a promise, it's not that security, uh, it's, really, it's really a hard <laughs> asset, which is tangible, which has an intrinsic value, which is there. And at the end of the day, of course, you know, when mm. people, all of a sudden, they would decide that gold is no, no, uh, not valuable any longer, maybe then they would hang, you know, instead of gold and silver around mm. their chain, they might have, I don't know, uh, steel or, but that's not what's going on. So, I mean, you know, say, look, talk to the girls. I mean, that's the best, you know, they, they want yeah. to have gold. Everyone wants to have silver. I mean, so it's, and that's, that's, it has its history for several thousand years. Yeah. And I mean, that history is certainly not going to die anytime soon. I mean, I think so too. I mean, you know, when you look at, of course, you know, I mean, when you look at the total financial assets on the, on the global scale today, maybe, you know, 0 0.2, 0 0.1, that's, in the gold only 0.1 percent of all the total wealth is in gold silver gold mining uh, you know i mean it's very small it's very narrow because today we are living in a debt environment and uh, you know it's this ponzi scheme which has been built up uh, i mean over over 100 years now i mean since mm -hmm. 1971 of course when you look at you know the debt level of the united states for example since 1971 and today i mean it's yeah, since they went off see, every country, I mean, even Switzerland, you know, we, we stood, we had the gold standard until 2000. It was uh, part of our constitution here in Switzerland. So we were saying 40% of all the, the money in circulation needs to be backed up by physical gold. It has been taken out. Back then we had, a, we had a, the S&B, the Swiss National Bank, had a balance of 50 billion. Mm -hmm. And now we are standing at 1,000. Know? So... Um, and I yeah, mean the heart, I mean, the heart of the South African economy is still very much gold mining and platinum mining, or basically precious metal mining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had this big, uh, you know. I mean, this, the Kruger Rand, of mm. course. I mean, gold has always been. I mean, that's why, yeah, um, South Africa was very much in the spotlight. Also, when you look into the history, uh, I mean, it had a huge, huge gold uh, resource, mm. and. Um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, I think hard assets or in general, I mean, you know, every hard asset basically could become a uh, kind of money. But, but I mean, but of course, Claudia, so, sorry, I, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around a little bit, uh, this, this, this value thing. So what happened back in the day was gold became physically heavy to carry. So I understand it. And so then they said, well, tell you what, let's let's replace it with an IOU that's easier to carry, a piece of paper that says, well, this amount that's written on this piece of paper is what you can withdraw from the storage. And so you don't have to carry the physical metal on you because it's just heavy. 
Now, yeah. in other words, that's the basis of money that's backed by gold. Are you saying that that is uh, not necessary or should we return to that? Uh, or, or are you saying that we should physically carry gold? No, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, first of all, you know, I'm not... Uh, it, it should be up to the people to decide for themselves what they want to accept as money. Mm. You know? I mean, it's not... It, I don't believe that we should return to a gold standard proclamated by governments. Mm. I mean, I, I hate I hate governments. You know, I believe they are... The, every government... These are all crooks. Mm. They are thieves. They are parasites because they live off uh, other money, uh, other people's money. Uh, at the same time, you know, they, they are power addicted. Uh, you know, everyone that moves into politics, from my point of view, has a kind of... It's a kind of sociopath. You know, you need to be a sociopath if you believe that you are so wise and so smart that you can tell a hundred thousand millions of other people what they're allowed to think, what they're yes. allowed to eat, what they're allowed to drink, what they're allowed to smoke. I mean, so it, it's so. I mean, you know, we yeah, uh, you know, the whole. I mean, the whole world is upside down, and of course, yeah. we are in a, in a process which is going on for a very long time. And um, no, I think. You know what the people want to accept as money uh, that's that's their own i mean if they believe bitcoin is is the future let them do it I mean, well know, and if, if they believe it's cherries or i don't know sand i mean i don't know um, they will figure out themselves and gold and silver i mean it has this history mm. and uh, it fulfills all the criteria which you need to make sure that you have that you hold something which is appreciating basically all the time because it's scarce no, and there is also the downside, and that people love it. Uh, gold is still. I mean, you know, everyone wants to have a gold. I mean, a gold watch is nice, and gold jewelry is nice. I mean, you don't sell steel or you know all that kind of of, of other stuff. I mean, this is really it's 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 in the it's in the DNA somehow still uh, of the people. That mm. it's really something special, and but it's I hard mean, to get it out of the ground. It is, and I'm just looking at some of the comments at the moment, and uh, there's a little yeah. bit of a there's a little bit of a, a back and forth going on between gold being a store of value and Bitcoin becoming the new store of value. What are your views on that? Because I I don't know enough. I like the idea of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Um, yeah. I like the idea that it seems fairly unbreakable, but I mean, someone in the comments says that it's very much. You know, it's dependent on things like electricity and the internet, and you can't physically hold it, and and that seems to me to be a very big difference, a very obvious difference between something like Bitcoin and gold. Gold you can physically hold. Here it is, and there's a very minute chance that the gold that I'm holding in my hand right now, metaphorically, was held by Cleopatra three thousand years ago. It it it's it's continued in its circulation. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, I was always a fan of cryptocurrencies. Mm. I embraced the whole development at the end of the day because I, we, we even organized conferences. You know, we were organizing conferences in the past, mm. in the last three, four years, the denationalization of money. Yeah. You know, because cryptocurrencies at the end of the day, it brings, it brings more competition. And, it, it, and the idea of cryptocurrencies and blockchain and all that kind of stuff, I mean, you look back at the, at the, at the guys who were originally behind it, they have been crypto anarchists, you know, this merger between the classic liberals and, and the tech guys. And, uh, and they were saying, hey, we, we want to have something which is not controllable by governments. Uh, it needs, you know, what has really changed over the last 20, 30 years, that's the digitalization itself. Um, they were saying, you know, we have to take out the middleman uh, we should we should be able to have a, a system which is on on a global scale that can where we can have you know peer to peer transactions without uh, any other you know kind of approval or you know control whatsoever, and uh, so so to me I, I really liked it you know because it's really uh, you know I hate the banking system I think it's a big scam, and it's going it's going away anyway I mean you know even when we look at what's happening right now is modern monetary theory and the universal basic income. I mean, it's 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 basically uh, also going against you know the, the fractional serve banking. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there is a lot there is a lot of, of, of change coming. But you know, I think just to make it you know quick. I mean, to me, what I'm what I'm sure is you know cryptocurrencies are a superior medium of exchange. That's one function of money, and the other function is the store of value. So right now, I'm not 100% sure if Bitcoin is also a store of value, for example. Mm. 
you know, because it's a digital, I mean, of course, it's a digital nothing. I mean, that's the good stuff, uh, you know, that governments kind of confiscate it. Yeah. But when you see the, you know, the development in the Bitcoin uh, community over the last few years, I mean, all the big players, they want to get the banking license. So they are dealing, you know, they are basically uh, talking to the wrong side. And, um, and then, of course, when you want, when you have a banking license, I mean, then you have to do, you know, they have to tell who, who stands behind which coin and so mm -hmm. on. So, I mean, I think this is one of the USPs, you know, that it was an anonymous, uh, in a, a pseudo anonymous in a way. Uh, but now it's taking all these regulations on board and so on. Um, it, it's just, you know, it's the wrong direction from my point of view. And that's right. why uh, I'm not 100% sure how Bitcoin is going to develop in the future. And right now, I mean, you'll see how it is being hyped. You know, I mean, it's yeah, it's a, it's a huge hype. At the same time, we can see that gold is hampered down. So I don't know. I mean, you know, to me, I mean, I, I hold my gold. I hold my silver physically. Uh, this is these are my savings. This is uh, money I put on the side uh, for for my pension, you know, or for the money for my kids. Um, it's physically there. No one can steal it. I mean, except maybe you know the government if they would confiscate it. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I started buying gold uh, in in two thousand four when the prices was at three hundred and twenty five, three hundred fifty uh, dollars an ounce. So I'm, you know, for me it was, yeah, I'm not speculating. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, take stuff out of the system because, uh, you know, the banking system. I mean, their property rights are only of temporary nature mm. because they can inflate it away, or they can deflate it away, or they can block it or lock it up. Uh, and so for me, there was always my financial independency. Right. And uh, and at the same time, if I needed liquidity, then I just sold, you know, a coin or two. And, and of uh, course, that's, yeah, and I mean, that's where the magic of, of real gold lies, is that you physically have it, it's outside of the system, um, and you have more power. Yeah, you're independent. I mean, you're mm. really, you know, that's, that's, it's a kind of freedom, mm. uh, at least for me, you know, financial freedom. Uh, I liberate myself because, uh, yeah, no one can uh, take it away. I mean, especially over here in Switzerland. I mean, I... Of course, this Corona stuff has changed a lot of things. You know, we can see that governments becoming more totalitarian, yes, more authoritarian. Um, but still, uh, you know, I mean, even the even the lockdowns. You know, uh, Switzerland was a different picture than the rest of the world. I mean, we never had you know police patrolling. We never had police checkpoints. It was suggested to stay at home, but mm. people left. I mean, so it's um, it, it's still a bit different. No, it's much uh, because the Swiss are not used that uh, the government is uh, heavily involved and telling us, you know, I mean, that they really treat us like they're slaves, uh, they're servants. Yeah, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, gold has withstood everything throughout history, and it's very likely that it's going to withstand whatever's coming now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And gold, I mean, at the end of the day, Gold, you know, I purchase gold, as I said, you know, first of all, over a long time period, you can save, you can save money. I mean, you can, you're saving gold. And at the same time, I mean, you know, if, um, yeah, you, you know that it's going to appreciate over 10, 15 years. No, it's not, I mean, gold is not something that you go in and out and you sell it and you trade and you speculate. To me, it has always been, okay, if I have spare money, I just put it on the side, I put it into gold. And uh, it's out of the system. And at the same time, I didn't want to support, you know, this system we are in. Mm. I didn't want to finance these wars and, you know, all these bankers and all that crap. So, I mean, all the money which is once out of the system and is in physical gold, it's not even supporting, you know, the evil, the evil system we are in. So, I mean, is is gold stable? Has it been stable? Let's let's just quickly look at that for a second. How it's its value over the last I don't know hundred to few hundred years. Has it has it stayed the same? Has it increased in its value? Has it decreased in its value? I mean, we had a pretty stable environment, you know, between 1815 and 1915, and basically the majority, and that has been the golden age. That was you know there where you had the tremendous innovation. Uh, standards of living, you know, has has improved and so on. Uh, so during that period of time, I mean, gold basically was very stable, and uh, it was also appreciating uh, over time. And then, of course, with nineteen, you know, nineteen thirteen, the Federal Reserve, uh, you know, all the big central banks came into play, um, and then gold was fixed. 
back then. I mean, you know, it was always twenty dollar an ounce. Uh, mm -hmm. Then afterward, when Roosevelt confiscated, you know, I mean, then it they basically debased uh, the dollar and so on. So I mean, since then, gold. I mean, it stood at you know twenty dollars in nineteen. Uh, I think nineteen seventy one. Um, I think it was around forty or fifty bucks an ounce, something like that. And today we are at okay. Right now we are roughly fifteen hundred. So it it showed, you know, that it has. But I mean, let's say you purchase gold in two thousand eleven at the peak, then it was nineteen hundred, and now we are down to fifteen hundred. So um, you know, gold is going up. I mean, an ounce of gold always remains an ounce of gold. You know, it's just a paper price that is uh, basically fluctuating. And that's based on on the narrative and on the mass media and you know the greed of the people and you know what they are trying to do so um so um yeah i mean it's as i said you know you don't buy gold to sell it in six months time you know at the same time of course it also makes a difference where do you enter the gold market mm -hmm. you know if, if you buy when everyone is panicking and the gold price is already on the top I mean, that's what we have seen, you know, as long as this system is ongoing, I mean, then people move into bonds, they move mm -hmm. into shares, they go into whatever. I mean, it's, they want to have, you know, real estate. I mean, real estate became basically, when you talk to the family office and so on, for them, their goal is real estate. But real estate has been you know, the backbone for, of the fortune for the last 60, 70 years. But I think this is also going to change. Uh, but because I mean, of free, cheap, cheap money, you know, cheap money. I mean, that's... One of the comments though, that keeps coming up about gold and silver and other precious metals is that you are still you are still restricted by its its physical attributes. Let's say I wanted to escape the country. Let's say there was a war, a civil war that broke out, and I wanted to escape, and I'm physically carrying that gold with me. It can get taken from me at the border by by government officials. Um, and an argument that keeps coming up is that, well, your Bitcoin can't, for example. What are, what are your views on that? I mean, is, is that physical attribute something to be concerned about or are there ways around it? I mean, of course, that's, that's I mean, it's, it's a sound argument. Mm. Of course, you know, the, the advantage of Bitcoin has always been that it's basically digital nothing. Mm. So it cannot be uh, confiscated. But... Now, when you hear, you know, taking down the great cyber attacks, we don't know how far they will go in the great reset. I mean, so, I mean, of course, Bitcoin is still a Bitcoin, even if you don't have the internet, but it loses a lot of, uh, yes. it loses a lot of, of, of the unique selling propositions, you know. And, uh, and then you end up, I mean, if there is no internet, I mean, then you end up with, yeah. you have your, but, you know, then gold maybe, I mean, we don't know how it's going to play out in the future. Mm. Um, uh, of course, I mean, I don't, you know, I think when the system is going to break down, I, I'm not, you know, the, the question is really the transition period, you know, the next few years where, where you know, is, is it breaking, you know, is the financial crisis coming earlier? Yeah. And then really chaos breaking down uh, or is, you know, will they be able to keep that illusion up with mon mon modern monetary theory, you know, we can print this money as we want because we own it ourselves, we give everyone a universal basic income, which mm. is basically nothing else than a slavery salary. Um, and in the meantime, you know, they but then they take out the gold guys, they will also take out the Bitcoin yeah. guys. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to, yeah, then it's risks, rather... it's risks all around, basically. Absolutely. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Claudia, just for the purposes of those in my audience who are not as uh, clued up about fiat and all this terminology, would you mind just for the sake of uh, people like myself who draw cartoons for a living and those in my audience who, who don't know all the technical details, what is fiat currency and what do you mean when you talk about government money versus like uh, gold being outside of the banking system? Like very, very sort of simplistically um, put. Yeah, I mean, fiat, uh, fiat money at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's uh, forced on us by government legislation. So we are not free to choose, you know, what we want to accept as money. We have to accept Swiss francs or US dollars because we have to pay taxes in that. Uh, currency at the same time you have a central bank who is basically 
you know, the, the basis, um, you know, the lender, of, the lender of last resort. And we had in the past also the big uh, retail banks, uh, which were, you know, which let's say I, I deposit one million uh, at the Swiss bank and they were in, in a fractional reserve. Uh, they had the fractional, the license to print, let's call it that way. And let's say they had to keep 1% minimum uh, reserve requirements. Then they were able, with my million that I deposited, they were able to, to print an additional 100 million. So it's highly inflationary, of course. And it's a great model for the banks because on this 100 million created out of nothing, they were able to charge you an interest. Um, so that's, I mean, so behind, behind fiat money, Fiat means you know, it comes into existence out of nothing. So behind fiat uh, stands basically only the promises by the government that this money has a certain value because uh, of taxation and you know inflation in the future, and that the government is also there. You know, and if you don't accept it, I mean they can use the guns, whatever. So um, it's it's a it's it's a monopoly. It's a paper scheme, mm. um, and you can you know it's I mean. You can you can do everything up to a certain. I mean, you can go into that uh, onto a certain level, but one fine day you're going to reach a certain limit, and then basically it's going to explode. It's and a, when you it, look at the trillions. Sorry. No, no, no. Please go on. I interrupted you. I mean, you know, we are standing. I think roughly we had 160 trillion of credit, only credit. We're not talking about financial uh, games and derivatives and all that stuff. But I mean, a trillion. A trillion in seconds represent thirty-one thousand seven hundred and nine years. Sure. You know, so I mean, it's it's a huge figure, but the people lost the measure. Uh, you know, the the, the trillion became uh, the, the the old million or whatever. So it's 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 I mean, it's a huge Ponzi scheme. So it sounds it, it sounds as if it sounds as if government created money, fiat money, um, is a lot easier to. Uh, corrupt than say gold because because if you're just creating it out of thin air or through legislation um, it means that you can just create it when you need it but with gold you can't actually cheat it because it's right there absolutely right you need you know yeah you need the gold I mean so I mean, I don't know, you know, I, I, you know, with the internet, I mean, even with the internet, I mean, in, in, in the future, and also, uh, let's assume, I, I would love, you know, I love if we could trade the property title on physical gold. I mean, let's say, I always had the idea, you know, that the companies that I built, I was in the, in the, in the precious metal business, I built up my company, mm. storing physical gold. So I always thought, you know, this could become a kind of a gold bank. Because you know it's everything is physically 100% backed in coins and bars. So when the whole system is crashing, we can initiate you know a private currency tradable on the internet, property titles on that gold, mm. uh, which is which is which is uh, definitely part uh, you know kind of of the future. But it needs to be backed up, and it needs to be physical so that I cannot. Uh, yeah, I mean that I cannot counterfeit it. I mean, if if we would do the same as the national banks, I mean they would all uh, basically put us into prison. Mm. And uh, we would be uh, accused of, of yeah, uh, thieves, uh, robbers, uh, bandits. But now these guys are uh, leading leading our our system. So I mean, gold is a good form of money, but is it a good investment also? If you, I mean, as I said, you know, because we are, you know, usually a paper money. The average uh, wealth, or the average uh, long of 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 a, of a fiat paper, we had we had more than fifty hyperinflations in the last century. Mm. You know, Germany went twice bankrupt. You know, I mean France. I mean we had the, Austria. So, um, but gold always survived it. You know, so, so to me, I mean gold. It's something that you want to own. And um, that you, you put on the side, uh, you know, you have a plan that, you know, I mean, some people, uh, some of my customers, they say, you know, hopefully I will never use my gold because they know that when, go when they use, lose the gold and the gold price is going to spike, that the whole system is, is really then, you know, uh, deteriorating, it's collapsing and so on. So gold really has been the hatch against the crash of the current system. And that's why, uh, you know, investment... Investment always sounds a bit like speculating, you know, you want to put some money in and you want to become rich. 
to speculate, you know, good investment into Tesla or whatever. Mm. Um, gold is really, you know, you own it. You always have it physically. Uh, sometimes, you know, price is going up, it's going down because gold is also the barometer that shows that there is something wrong with the economy. Yeah. So when the gold price is rising and the, the late, you know, also the cleaning lady basically starts to buy gold. I mean, they, they get it, you know, I mean, they, they understand then, you know, when gold is going up, that something is really bad with the economical system. And that's why it also has been manipulated in the past. I mean, Greenspan put and so on. I mean, this is documented. Uh, so they, they were always interested to keep the price of gold uh, as low as possible. And, um, and, and I think this is going to change uh, in, in, in the future. And it already has changed. I mean, I never made a bad investment, you know, but I just, I had the passion. Mm. I, I had, you know, I had enough time, let's call it the same. I, I put it on the side. I was not saying, okay, I need, I need, I buy gold now and then I need it maybe in six months time. I always said, okay, I only take that money, which I don't need or which I would like to put on the say, uh, on the side or which will be, you know, my pension. Uh, and that's what I put into, into fiscal gold. And then I, I slept pretty well and so far. I mean, I, I mm. also, I increased my money by five times. So, but it, it took me uh, 15 years. I mean, so it's a different approach. You know, I don't it's want to become a, yeah. rich very quick. Um, to me, that just made sense. Uh, and of course, it's also, yeah, the whole process, you know, uh, to understand the world we're in, what's going on. Uh, I see the world completely different than, of course, you know, the mainstream, most likely. Um, so, yeah, that, that all comes together. You know, if you, to understand gold, you also understand individual liberty, you understand the division of labor, you know, that uh, we should not have uh, governments, uh, a centralization within yeah. the system because of political well, I mean, and so on. I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, you're speaking now also about sort of the philosophy of, um, of precious metals, and it's one that I, it's one that I find very appealing. Uh, I'm very much, you know, anti-centralization. I, I'm very inspired by Catherine Austin Fitz's argument of decentralizing our lives. And if it means that uh, buying uh, money that, or, or <laughs> buying money, um, but yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? Buying money that's outside of the central banking system uh, yeah. for for future use. But you mentioned you keep the you keep your gold. Do you physically keep it in your home, or is it do you pay somebody to store it in a safe, or am I, or, or isn't it a question that I can ask publicly? No, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I also, I mean, I, I, I have all my gold is basically uh, it's safely stored uh, outside the banking system mm. with private AAA high security uh, storage facilities, which uh, are not considered a foreign financial institution. For example, mm. so you have more privacy. Um, it's really there. It's insured. Uh, they have, you know. Uh, so it's. I mean, you can you can do it also at home, of course. You can basically uh, dig a hole uh, in the garden. I mean, just make sure that no one is watching you and that mm. you remember a few years later where you where you dig the hole so to <laughs> find it again. I mean, there are plenty <laughs> of different possibilities. But but to me, I mean, I had you know my my customers are coming from all over the world. So I mean, for them, Switzerland was definitely it's better than in the States because they had a gold confiscation. Italy, Germany, the Soviet Union, I mean, they all had uh, gold mm. confiscation in the past. So uh, you want to, these guys, they want to be sure that they are in a country where the property rights are still uh, respected and, uh, and where you have those facilities which are privately owned, where they are not allowed to lean it out or to play around. So that's a very simple yes. setup, you know, keep it, store it, you have to pay a certain that's why also you know, all these gold currencies, all these gold cryptos, you never have to pay a, a storage fee. And to me, of course, you know, uh, whenever you have gold involved, then you have to pay a certain storage fee because you also have to need to, I mean, it, it, there, it needs a setup. It needs a professional setup. It's not for free. So whenever you have a, a cryptocurrency which is backed by gold but no storage fees, I don't know how they're going to do it because, you know, the business model sounds then a bit, uh, yeah, it, it's just, it's not digitalizing the reality in the, in the, in the physical world did i did i make sense yes no you did you did uh, i i see uh, there's a bunch of people um in the comments chatting about uh krugerands and where you store them by the way do you have a krugerand sure oh you do sure yeah i ah, so you I, do. I don't have it with me right now but i have kruger i have i have maple leaves i have philharmonicos i mean i i so you've you know, got some I, South I always, African with you. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's okay. South Africa, it's not a legal tender, mm. um, but it's it's basically the white. I mean, yeah, Kriegerand is the number one uh, in terms of distribution, the amount of, of, of Kriegers which are floating all over the world. I think it's the, the number one uh, coin. So people are asking in the comments, you know, should they buy Krugerrands? Would you recommend that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a fair deal. You know, I'm not... I, I always want to get as much physical gold as possible for the money that I invest. Mm. So I don't believe in, you know, funny coins, a bit kind of numismatic, which are not really numismatic, but you have to pay a few hundred bucks more. So I think, you know, if you focus on the... You can go for legal tender i mean the, the canadian maples the, the australian nugget the, uh, the austrian uh, philharmonica or the krugerrand um or also the american uh, eagle i mean these are all great coins um and and you got it's bullion uh, you know or you can even go for swiss refineries they sell one ounce round bars because i truly believe you know it's important that whenever you go into gold first of all you have to focus that you have a liquid stock you don't want to buy a one kilo bar and then running around this one kilo bar in a harsh crisis scenario. You, know, you want to be liquid. So you need, I, I, so that's why I suggest always, you know, uh, one ounce coins. I mean, here in Switzerland, we have the gold frenily, uh, which is 5.8 gram of, of gold, but it has been part of this Latin uh, monetary union, uh, which we had during the 1850, uh, you know, with France, England, Sweden, uh, they were all on the same uh, standard. So that's, of course, it's, it's more than one ounce, so it's, therefore it's even more liquid. And uh, I also suggest, but gold, I mean, during the Weimar Republic in Berlin, I mean, an ounce of gold purchased a house in Berlin. You know, so, I mean, gold, an ounce of gold has a huge purchasing power. At, at least it had it in the past during, you know, these crises. Mm. And, and for the smaller stuff, an ounce of silver. I mean, it's perfect yeah. as well, you know, because you, you can pay the... Uh, Give it to the farmer, and then he gives he gives you for an ounce of silver. You know, have chicken. I don't know the, for the whole month, uh, six, eight, ten times. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's. I also don't know how exactly it's going to play out the future. Right. Right. Uh, no one knows, of course. But so I, I love history, and I look back into history. Also, I the more I read about history, the less I believe. Okay, what's true uh, at the end of the day? You know, can well, you that's... really believe what they have written five hundred years ago? I mean, see, look at nine eleven. Yes. Well, well. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but Claudio, I've got an incredibly important comment, probably the most important comment of the evening, um, and it's yeah. by somebody called Carla, and she says Carla says that she loves seeing you smoking a real cigarette and not vaping. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> I'm old-fashioned. I love to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> well, listen, yeah, yeah, here at germ, germ Warfare, we prefer being real and politically incorrect. <laughs> absolutely. No, I, I think that's also important. I mean, we can, you know, politically incorrect doesn't mean that we are uh, rude guys. No. We just, we, just don't, we just don't accept all the bullshit. I yeah, mean, we just we don't, don't give a shit. Absolutely. Yeah. No. We are born free and uh, we can make up, speak up our mind. I mean, that has been one of my, that's why basically I, I, I resigned from, from the, the company and became independent because I, I realized as long as you are somehow employed uh, and, and free speech is under attack and so on, I knew, you know, if I really want to speak up my mind freely, then I need to be uh, independent, an entrepreneur. And uh, that was one of, one of the main reasons. In combination, of course, mm. that I was able to take out my pension fund of the government system and uh, put it into gold, silver. <laughs> so, so okay. someone in the... and I have a half a Bitcoin, <laughs> one Bitcoin. Um, someone in the comments says that they're going to start smoking now, just because they saw you smoking. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> they're responsible for their own health. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, as it turns out, the WHO is responsible for our health. Didn't you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's government. You know, we. It's not. It's not the individual any longer. I mean, self. I mean, it's a war against the Enlightenment. You know, it's really a war against self-responsibility, freedom of speech, private property. It's it's a war against Western civilization. What we are witnessing for a long time already. I mean, this is just Corona mm. is just you know the peak in a way. Claudia, yes, a really interesting question. Um, 
gold and silver i mean we talk about those two precious metals um but i mean you know platinum for example is also a precious metal isn't it um also with with value of some of some sort surely um but someone's asking the 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 effect on renewable energy that's required uh for i don't know keeping and harvesting and mining precious metals um yeah what are your views on that okay you mean you know that that there's a, some damages is done when you yeah, take like, out gold yeah. i mean okay i mean if you look at africa as a continent if we would live in a in a in a hard asset environment uh it would be the richest the richest continent on on the planet mm. and uh, because the, the 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 price of gold and so on it has been you know, politicized it has been brought down um of course you know it has yeah it it, it had you know if you then the mining companies they i mean they increased a lot i think in in, in yeah. the past you know and so you all, they don't do it with uh, i don't know quicksilver i don't know the word in, uh, in english but i mean i think the mining industry went through uh, also a tremendous uh, change also to take care of the environment a bit better but of course whenever you dig in the ground i mean uh, yeah you, you have there's certain damage uh, done at the end of the day but they do the same you know, with lithium uh, and all these new batteries and mm. you know a tesla car is much more damaging uh, for the environment um, than than a diesel car at the end of the day if you really look into the, the footprint uh, you know what has been how much energy you have to use how much you're damaging you know the environment and so on so i think yeah you always have to dig you know you always have to dig uh because the, the error lies at the surface you have to dig deeper but let's assume if gold would be much higher i mean then of course mm. pollution and so on would be much less but i mean today swiss refineries i mean let's see you know all the guys who have a backyard mine somewhere in Africa, I mean, that stuff goes somewhere. Yeah. I mean, the Swiss refineries, for example, I mean, they don't touch gold from Africa any longer. I mean, they only have their, really only the, the partners they had for a long time because of all this reputation risk and so on. So everything, because yeah, everything is under. Gold is any, anyway under the pressure because it's it's anti-system. Yeah. You know, it's really going against the official narrative. And so that's why you always have a lot of people and promoters and propagandists basically uh, use this argument you know to kill gold um, but I think that's much more you know with yeah the the measure you know what is real uh, what is the real value or what is the real value of, of a certain good has been damaged I mean look at food look at uh, hard assets uh, overall I think these are all stuff which is going up tremendously in the future you know because of inflation and so on but you know and the sort of undertone of what you've been saying um, is sort of the philosophy of of gold and i think i don't know i think for me that's probably the most important aspect um it's the fact that it's decentralized and kind of it's kind of anti-establishment it's kind of anti-government um because the government wants you to use its mandated money its mandated currency and um and so it it will try and find a way to regulate and control the way you trade um but i mean the world in the last particularly in the last 12 months has realized that that the government doesn't really care about you and any any way to decentralize is surely a good a good life philosophy and that includes gold and silver absolutely absolutely i mean that's also i mean I hope that we're going to see much more decentralization in the future. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't buy that uh, great reset propaganda. Uh, you know, the world is becoming uh, all digital, and we're going to end up as robots and artificial intelligence. I mean, that's just a picture we we understand because we have seen it in Hollywood movies for the last 30, 30 years. Mm. You know, but this this does not need. You know, this Aldous Huxley new brave world this does not need to become our reality and uh, and therefore i mean you know because right now we are standing at this crossroad of course you know so either they are they are promoting more centralization at the end of today even the end of nation states uh, mm. i think that's where what we are going as well you know going into higher centralized uh, entities companies and so on the cronies becoming bigger and i think this is the worst we can do 
so I hope that more and more people will realize that we have to go in the opposite direction, which yeah. means decentralization, which means principal subsidiarity. You know, we have to restart uh, communities. Uh, you know, I, I think this, you know, I mean, if it would be possible that we can print wealth out of nothing, I mean, then the central banks can each of us hand over a million on, a da- on an annual basis and sure. we all have a happy life. And this is not working because at the end of the day, it's always, it's not the, the scarcity of money uh, because money is just a means to an end. So it's always the scarcity of goods and services. And when we look at the, the Corona and the lockdown and the destruction of, you know, inter- the division of labor on an international level, it has been distorted completely. Supply chains have been, you know, mm. uh, broken down. So this is, you know, there we are witnessing a highly deflationary environment. And that's why also all these hard assets will become uh, more and more scarce and therefore more uh, valuable and just by injecting new money uh, into the system. It's like Monopoly, you know, if you have, if you start with 100,000 in the Monopoly game and, and now you decide, okay, instead of 100,000, we just give everyone 500,000. I mean, the outcome is there are not more goods and services around, but prices yeah. are just rising. So it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. So some people in the comments have been asking for some free advice from you. Sure. What what would you advise at this stage of the game? If you could if you if you could advise anything right now and I obviously you're going to say buy gold, but be a little bit more specific. What what would you advise? Okay. Um first of all, I I mean, you know, I can, you know, I have promoted an idea since last March mm. uh, because you we were saying Corona is a final invitation to the people to opt out, to leave the system. Sovereignty. Um, absolutely. And this means, you know, I think people should leave the big cities because all the advantages of the cities are gone. You know, okay. it will become a center of oppression. More surveillance, you know, the police, they control everything. I mean, the slaves will end up in the cities mm. if they go on like this. And I, I, I don't, of course, no one knows exactly, but then I see what's happening over the last 12 months. I mean, it's just, it's a high, it's a huge psyop at the end of the day. Mm. So I think, okay, physically, I mean, you have to physically detach from the system, or at least you have to start the thinking process. Um, and you need to become sovereign and independent, and that's only possible if you have. I mean, gold and silver definitely uh, helps you to do that. Bitcoin, of course, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's mm. going to crash like uh, like the dot-com bubble in 2000. Mm. I mean, because no one rem- remembers, you know, the big, the big superstars back then, they're all gone. So I don't know how the future is going to play out. But I think, yeah, make sure that you have stuff. I mean, even hard assets uh, overall. Or you have your, uh, I think we really have to rebuild uh, in, 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 you know, once this transition period, I think we are in the big quiet before the storm um, because it has an impact. If you lock down the economy for 12 months, uh, to me, it sounds like a controlled demolition of the current system. Mm. Um, so there is, you know, it, it has an impact and we, we are highly indebted. So I think, um, yeah, take, take back your sovereignty, really. Uh, Self-reliance. Yeah, and also, I mean, the thinking process means stay open, think about how you can protect you and and the the ones you love, your family and so on. Try to go into an area which is not highly uh, populated. Try to find like-minded people where you can build up a new community. Um, If we have the internet, we don't have to go back to the Stone Ages. Mm. I mean, the internet, the problem is the internet right now is that it's still, I mean, it's centralized. Yes. I mean, the whole backbone of the internet is completely decentralized, but the way it has been built up, uh, it's, 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 you know, I mean, the ISP can blacklist you. I mean, a you know, government can exclude you. It mm. will be, it can become hard, but the backbone is there to build up a fully decentralized uh, internet system, mash network, for example, you know, that kind of stuff. But it needs to be done first. And as long as this is not done, um, there is, of course, we don't know how the internet will be used and uh, how much how much we can rely on the internet at the end of the day so but i think yeah so it it sounds as if you're also echoing what uh, catherine austin fitz said is to sort of decentralize your life as much as possible absolutely 
I'm a big fan of that, um, a huge fan of that, in fact. Uh, in fact, let me just say quickly, Claudia, before you go, um, I've taken it, it's, it's a journey, though. It's not an overnight thing. It's a, it's a very difficult thing to decentralize. Um, I have always been a fan of gold. Um, and someone was asking, um, is silver a good investment? And I'm, I'm guessing the answer is yes. Um, well, as a, a good purchase as well as gold. I mean, it's done pretty much the same as gold for the last few thousand years, hasn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, gold is the money of the kings. Silver is the money of the bourgeoisie. And that is the money of the slaves. And when you look at the silver price right now, I mean, it's still it's highly undervalued. I mean, mm. uh, you know, silver, uh, you find about roughly 12 to 15 times more silver in the ground than gold. And that's why on a historical basis, you know, going back a long time, uh, silver has been 12, 15 times cheaper than gold. Um, or when you look back into the last 50 years, you know, even in the current system, uh, usually it has been 40 times cheaper. And now I would say right now, I haven't looked into the figures mm. today, but I would say we're still around 70 times cheaper. We stood at 120 uh, times cheaper, you know, maybe uh, six months, seven months ago. But I think silver has, I mean, when gold is going through the roof, I mean, silver is going to accelerate even faster. So right. I think uh, I think silver is a, is a, is a great, it's, it's a great uh, um, stuff. It, don't don't laugh too much at what I'm going to ask you now, but <laughs> is buying jewelry like gold jewelry is that sort of the same as buying just gold? I mean, I mean, lots of people love wearing jewelry, um, and if you're buying if you're buying gold jewelry, is that sort of a parallel to to buying gold, or is it not? I mean, jewelry is, at the end of the day, it depends. I mean, if you have to pay, usually when you go to, a, to you buy a golden chain, whatever. Mm. I mean, you, you can, and you, you see it's 24 karat. So 24 karat means basically it's 999, you know, it's the highest mm. gold, uh, the highest finance. Uh, so you can, you can weight it, you can calculate the price, but usually you have to pay quite a lot of money for the labor. Okay. So sometimes, you know, a gold chain might be 60, 100, 300, 400, depending on the brand and so on, more expensive than the gold, which is really in the jewelry. So, um, okay, so you but might I be, also... So it might be a waste of money in that, in that sense. If you, don't, if you don't do the real, uh, you know, you really have to look... I mean, there are certain... I mean, I, I, was, I, I lived a few years in the Middle East. Uh, there I purchased mm. uh, a, gold, a gold ring uh and and basically i paid i think maybe 50 50 bucks on top of for the labor so that was a great deal and then you i mean so so then it makes sense but you but if you have jewelry usually just make sure that you don't over overpay it because that's usually the, the case claudio it has been an absolute pleasure um i, I looking at the comments you have a, 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 a absolute fan base um, but I think I think not just that you, you you're saying all the right things. I mean, it's the philosophy, as I keep saying, that 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 kind of drives the thinking, um, and and it's that philosophy that I think will stand the test of time. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean I think so too. I mean, okay. I uh, I mean, I'm struggling right now because you know I have my good days, I have my bad days. Uh, when I mm. see you know that. Yeah, give me food, give me shelter. Uh, don't, I don't want to have liberty, mm. uh, but I want to have four weeks of paid vacation. Uh, that's where we are, and, and that mm. people don't understand what's really going on. That they don't question authorities. They don't understand this is our life. You know, I mean, this I'm responsible for. I'm not the property of my government. You know? And so I think the principles of liberty, you know, that kind of stuff. Austrian economics. I mean, I don't know your audience. Yeah. Uh, but you know there are some good uh, schools with Ludwig von Mises Ludwig von Mises yeah. absolute Mary Rothbard Hans Hermann Hoppe yes I mean just decent people decent people common sense uh, mm. you know not not uh, completely destroyed by, by by power you know and so it's and now you see I mean it's time I mean I hope you know the world is changing it already has changed we're not going to go back to pre-corona days we don't know exactly what's coming but uh, you know, more sample planning means always uh, more waste of uh, everything. 
it, it's just it, it will lead to an impoverishment of of the middle class and uh, so we should we should think about it and we should start protect uh, ourselves from that yeah and you definitely want then not to have all your money controlled by the state particularly now definitely yeah absolutely so I'm, never made more sense yeah to, i mean to really look for alternatives which are there for a few thousand years maybe for 10 years yeah so we'll see. Well, I mean, let me end off the conversation by by basically summarizing everything that you've said in the last hour. Um, Ashley Ashley says, "I need to buy gold." <laughs> perfect, perfect. I think it's really yeah. Honestly, I mean, I didn't move into gold because uh, I wanted to become rich, or you know, it was a kind of fancy business. Mm. Uh, gold, gold is really gold is liberty. And uh, I mean, I can see with my customers, you know, no one is wearing a muscle. They're all independent thinkers. So they understand they, they are questioning. They can think for themselves independently. Mm -hmm. They have been they have been uh, successful entrepreneurs, successful people. Um, yeah, gold is gold is for the free world. Claudio, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to chat to you via email because I just want to get some of your your details uh, because I'm going to put all your information onto my website. Um, I, I have a feeling that there are going to be a few viewers who are going to want to contact you. Absolutely, no problem. I mean, I'm always happy to answer uh, emails and uh, feel free. Just and go on my, send me an email. Yeah, I'll, I will do it and I'll, I'll, everything will be um, on my website. Thanks so much, Claudio. Enjoy the rest of your evening of what's left of it. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Pleasure talking to you. Great pleasure talking to you, man. My name is Jim. This is Jim Warfare, the Battle of Ideas.